0: Welcome to the Imposture to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Sam Raza, who is a cardiologist practicing in Dallas, Texas. She is a top influencer at major international cardiology meetings. She has a passion for empowering women, which she does through social media. She likes to focus on lifestyle and health as it relates to cardiology. She also has a passion for raising awareness for heart disease in women. She can be found on Instagram as Dr. Sam Raza. Hello and welcome, and I'm joined by Dr. Sam Raza today, who is a cardiologist working in Texas.
1: Welcome. Hi, thank you so much, Kristen, for having me on the show. It's just such a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Thank you. So happy to have you. So I always like to just jump
0: right in and start with um, your struggle with imposter syndrome. How has
1: that been for you? Yeah, I know. So it's just like a lifelong issue, you know, and I've learned, I I will say social media has been just such a wonderful safe place to learn more about this, to share experiences and also learn Um, about people who are in very similar situations, you know, so um, imposter syndrome, I mean, your listeners know this, it's something that us women as professionals, um, we can encounter. And I really, for me, it was really until I passed my cardiology board that I was like, Oh, you know, I'm a cardiologist now. And so it was like that almost external validation. Although, you know, it's one of those very interesting kind of phenomena that we have as as female professionals where we just seem to not really recognize our achievements and we think that they're through to you know they're due to luck or chance or happenstance and it's really just one of those um, really interesting things and I think us supporting other women and really you know lifting each other up is a way that we can try and combat some of this, you know, we really just can recognize each other and support each other. That really is a great place to grow from. So yeah, that's been my experience.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I find too that supporting other women instead of the, the sometimes the tendency to feel jealous or to feel mm-hmm. intimidated is actually really helpful personally. Like it helps the other woman who you're supporting, but also it makes me feel better
1: to do that. Totally. Yeah, I agree. And as definitely as women, naturally, I mean, then generally as professionals, obviously, we're all doctors, we've all been to medical school. So naturally, we are competitive, we're goal driven, goal orientated, you know, driven type individuals. And so there is a natural sense of competition, as well as, you know, looking and making sure that you're, you know, doing a great job. But Mm -hmm. the feeling that you get by supporting other women and kind of supporting other professionals is just so good you know you just you feel yeah. warm you feel like uplifted and it's just a nice encouraging thing to do but naturally there is some you know with female traits we do have being competitive as part of them and some of that is sort of evolutionary you know we, we all want to be good moms we want to um, you know raise our kids in a certain way we want to make sure that our households are taken care of and so some of that is Um, you know, looking to see making a community better through female empowerment. So that's, I think, just an aspect of who we are.
0: Yeah, I agree. looking back as you went through medical school and residency, can you see those moments now where you did think that it was luck or
1: chance that you got where you are? Right. I think some of it is more, one thing that strikes me really is a lot of it is me not really taking the time to really Mm -hmm. celebrate achievements mm-hmm. you know it was more like okay that's done now I'm on to the next thing you know and so that's something that I've tried to really well now now that my training period is over you know it's more that like to really relish those achievements and, yeah. and where you're at and be, be mindful and present in the moment and be grateful for those things so I think for me it was more like you know cardiology is a very fast-paced profession um, a lot of us are type a personalities um, it's a very high stakes type career still very male dominated but we are having more and more women in cardiology join us. But, you know, it's one of those, everything's kind of going really quickly. And you don't, I, don't, I, I know for me, I never really took the time to celebrate that you know, doing well on the medicine boards or, you know, just something that I was really working towards for a number of years when it finally happened. It was more of a, okay, great. And now on to the next thing. So something that I would definitely encourage other people to do, especially those who are maybe earlier on in their training is to really relish those achievements. You've worked so hard to get to where you're at and, you know, you should be so proud of your achievements and just take a minute to pat yourself on the back. Doesn't mean that you have to overinflate the ego or start acting differently. It's really just about you and taking that sense of personal accomplishment and carrying that with you to then do better for the next thing. So that will be one thing that I would, if I look back, would want to do more of and be. And now, you know, obviously being grateful and um, just reflecting more. I think that's something that we can really do more of as professionals. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's very common for women to worry about being overly confident or celebrating too much and in seeming boastful. And I think that's another thing that we can really help each other with, like offering congratulations and, and allowing and providing space for women to
1: celebrate themselves. Yeah, for sure. I think some of that is very, is perceived um, negatively by You know, other people in society. You know, if you see a woman who's very confident, there's certain adjectives that get associated with that type of personality trait. You know, and not all of them are necessarily positive. And I love when I see other women who, you know, maybe are from similar backgrounds or even different specialties who are really encouraging another woman. It Mm -hmm. just, it just really just feels so good, and it just is so powerful as well.
0: Absolutely. Did you struggle with imposter syndrome more in your
1: in your career or as a mother? That's a good question. Wow. So try and balance both. I think some of it is, I think probably more as a mother, I'll say, you know, mm-hmm. it's um, the funny thing is about being a mom and a professional, you know, you've gone through, you've gone through training, medical school, residency, fellowships. Um, and then being out in practice, there's a way there's guidelines, there's data, you know we know what to do, we know what we generally will do in a situation. Parenting, motherhood is like there's no rules, you know there's right. just like you've got the baby, and you're just trying to figure it out and I've actually one thing I have done is I go on my intuition a lot, and I never yeah. realized how powerful like a mother's instinct is, but that has served me really well, and I am surprised and it amazes me every day the amount of kind of just motherhood, you know, motherly intuition that, you know, something's just not right or um, something is, you know, you're, you're just going to have a hunch about something. So I yeah. think, I think motherhood, motherhood for me, I'd say. Yeah. How about I you? I I said, you tell me, I want to hear about yours too. <laughs> yeah. I think that
0: it, it comes in waves. Um, the impo- imposter syndrome throughout my career has always been very obvious and in motherhood, it's been more mm-hmm. subtle where it hasn't been that I'm a fraud because, I mean, clearly I am a mom, but it's been more of like this underlying feeling of I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not giving them enough time. So it's, it's presented itself more that way, and that's mm-hmm. been harder, that's been more of a challenge for me to overcome.
1: And you know, I, I agree. And I, what I would say is it's so encouraging to have, you know, see examples of other women who are doing it, you know, all together and, and just knowing that sometimes it's not always the best day, you know, either at work or, you know, through parenting. And so having people there to be part of your kind of cheerleading group, you know, to have Mm -hmm. their, have that pat on the back or to really just, you know, be there and understand, you know, uh, it's, it's a tough balance.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have many
1: women who you work alongside? So I'm the only woman in my um, current practice, in my, you know, in my immediate practice. So um, the rest of my staff, I do have female staff, yeah, my medical assistants as well as office staff too. Do you feel like just being a woman, especially as you mentioned, in the male-dominated field of
0: cardiology has lent itself
1: to you feeling like an imposter? women cardiologists are not the majority when we look at across the specialties um we make around I think the last figures um I saw were around 13 percent if I'm not mistaken Mm. and so we still have a lot more work to do to get women to come into the specialty um I have been such a huge proponent of this so giving talks I talk to medical students about joining cardiology you know just sharing your own experiences like this is what I do this is what's worked for me um, I've been married for 10 years and I have two kids. My, my kids are four and two years old. And I had them while working full time in full time training. So mm. I won't say I'm perfect at it, but I have done it and I've lived it and I've definitely learned from the experiences. So I think other women seeing that is so important. Um, And then another thing that comes up a lot in cardiology is radiation exposure. And I know some of the other specialties have the same issue, but there's some great resources out there from the American College of Cardiology that's been published about what is a woman's risk of you know, having an abnormality or what's the radiation risk when they are pregnant and maybe thinking about doing a specialty like interventional cardiology. And um, there's some great guidance and it's the answer is not no. You know, the answer is not no. Women cannot do this while they're full-time pregnant or, you know, um, they are, they're pregnant and they're, Carrying to term, so it's um, it's definitely something that we need to do more in terms of education and also empowerment and encouraging the generations to come up and join us. Because cardiology, I'll tell you from my perspective, it's a great specialty. I love it. You know, it's 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 a mix. I get to use a lot of my different skill sets. Um, I'm a visual person, so I use cardiac imaging as part of my um, practice, and I just enjoy that. And I think as women, we can relate as well as bring just a different perspective. You know, so I would love for more women to join us.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a great point with allowing younger women and med- and particularly medical students to see that it's possible to join certain fields and have a family. I've noticed that especially, you know, as, as an OBGYN and people just offhandedly telling medical students not to join OBGYN because they can't have a family and it's too much work without any real knowledge of what the field is like or what the possibilities are, and it sounds like cardiology is similar. So really kind of just the acknowledgement that there are different ways to practice medicine in fields that you think aren't conducive to having a family, but really are
1: right and that's one thing you know I get asked a lot about I'm sure you do the same as well which is work-life balance you know Mm -hmm. and that looks so different for every single person it looks different for me on a day-to-day basis you know some days work is the dominant some days you know family is more dominant and so it's just a balance and I think as women one good thing that we have is we can multitask and we can we can flex you know and Mm -hmm. so that can adjust and we can can constantly evaluate reevaluate that um but um, it's, it's, just, it's just a hard balance and it doesn't look the same. For someone traveling and you know, doing a, a long commute every day might be their idea of work-life balance and maybe sacrificing in another area may make sense for them, but that may absolutely not work for somebody else. So that's something that we as women, I mean, men, we're men too, we all need to kind of figure out. And of course, then partners come into the picture as well as um, you know other family members. So it's just a tough balance overall but um yeah no I that's one thing I encourage and I always talk about my own experiences you know I talk Mm -hmm. about when I had my kids um you know what that looked like for me um how I work full-time I take call you know I I I do it all I'm kind of you know 100% full-time working cardiologist taking call from the ER and seeing my own patients and so that and I've managed to figure out, you know, for me, uh, you know, what works for me, but I like talking to people who, especially at the medical student stage, talking and sharing experiences, you know, I know through my own experiences, I had great um, mentorship through some other professional women I'd connected with through our professional organizations, and, you know, they just helped me so much, just, you know, just like a word of encouragement here or there, you know, these are things you can consider doing this is what's worked for me. You know, it's just sharing like a, how us women, how we, how, you know, how we talk about various different issues. And so it's just really nice to be able to now provide some of that to other people who can, you know, who look up to us, which is really nice.
0: I agree. And, and what you're doing is so important because I think even providing that space to allow women to do what's best for them without judgment. Because I think that some women you know at, we, we have a tendency to be overly judgmental or try to tell people what we think is best for them, whether whether we mean to or not. And I think just women who are out there just providing us a, a safe place for other women to make their own decisions and, and accepting and just supporting them and what's best for their
1: family can really make a huge impact, right. And sometimes, actually, I remember having a conversation with someone, this is several years ago now, and this person was thinking about doing cardiology, but had a, had some family commitments that really were, made it kind of very difficult. And, you know, with the way the conversation went at that time was, you know, you can be a brilliant cardiologist if you want to be. Maybe now is just not the right time for your family, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's just about having that encouragement and support and knowing that you're ca- more than capable and, you know, when... Just kind of figuring it out, you know, and so just that sisterhood and that goes across specialties, you know, and that's what I love about social media too, you know, the connections that we make and just the support and encouragement because a lot of us, we don't know each other very well. I mean, this is our, this is for me and you. I mean, I've just, I have just loved connecting and knowing more about you. And it's just nice to, to, you know, expand your circle, which is so lovely. Yeah,
0: I agree. And it's so nice to be able to be exposed to women who are like-minded and who have similar goals outside of your immediate practice and partners,
1: because it really kind of
0: expands your circle in a way that is more meaningful.
1: I totally agree, and one thing I love I was just reflecting about this the other day was um, cross specialties you know because we all have our own professional organizations, and you know you meet similar specialties you know um, you know in your in your group, but then cross specialty you know like i 've learned so much about ubgyn from mm-hmm. you and other other physicians on Instagram and you know about your surgery and um, you know plastic surgery and all these kinds of things, and these are all things that we all interact with and it's just yeah. so nice to see people living their authentic self and you know their their balance and how they do it it's really just very nice mm-hmm. um but I, I definitely try and use social media for the positive um yeah. definitely has its negative moments but um i just that's what i try and focus on which i love
0: yeah are there any techniques that you have that have helped you kind of the, to overcome those feelings of imposter syndrome
1: um, you know, like I say, I think reflection is a big one, you know, actually mm-hmm. actively reflecting about um, achievements. And um, I also think making like making lists about things, you know, what are your goals? Like what's your one year plan, five year plan? Where do you see yourself? I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but you know, where do you see yourself in three mm-hmm. years? or five? And then visualizing that and trying to really um, work towards it. And then also seeing how much progress we've made. So that's helped me a lot. And what I will say is um, the support of other women has really been helpful. And then, you know, leaning on my my village and my group. And so Mm -hmm. I have a really strong relationship with like my mom and I've got two younger sisters, both who are physicians. And, you know, it's just nice to share. Some of the challenges together, and also then have a safe space just to kind of talk about things if you've had a tough day, or they you know, you're in you have people who are in a unique position to understand where you're coming from, so those things help. So, I think support reflection, communication, those kinds of other kinds of things that I have focused on to try and help me. Yeah. And um, and that encouragement, I think then, you know, it's also good to recognize it. I've also learned so much by reading online and also just, you know, um, understanding more about this and, um, you know, how to overcome it. So I think it's really interesting. I think all of female physicians to some degree have, probably have some traits that come under imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Every time it's mentioned, anyone mentions imposter syndrome on social media, there are so many other physicians who are, who jump right in and say like, this is how I feel. And it's so powerful when you really, all you have to do is mention how you feel and it feels very vulnerable, but then realizing that
1: you're not alone. Yeah, I know. That's what I love about it. You know, then people jump in and it's like, just so, uh, it's just so encouraging to hear that, you know, it's just something that sometimes that's all you need. Which is so mm-hmm. great. I love that yeah. you've done this with the podcast. I'd love to hear, you know, about your goals and visions for what you're hoping to ch- create and achieve with this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, um, my struggle with imposter syndrome was so significant, actually, that it really was what drove me to being close enough to quitting my job because I felt so burnt out and ultimately realized that it was because I felt like an impostor so it was really kind of a huge burden to, in my career I felt like I I didn't know what what I was doing and it was causing me a lot of stress and when I was able to recognize that the impostor syndrome that I was feeling was not based in, in reality and just these thoughts that I was having that weren't even true and I was able to change those thoughts um into something that served me more and, and that made me feel better, I was really able to drastically change my life and my, my satisfaction in my career to the point where I was like Googling how to get out of medicine and still pay back my loans, you know, and, and I was able to keep my job full, you know, didn't have to change my hours. I stayed a full-time general OBGYN and, the only thing that I changed were the thoughts that I was having, and it was such a relief to me to be able to make that change in my life. That I just had—I was like, I have to tell other people about this. If there's one other person who I can help, I need to be out there helping. That's, so so that's my motivation with the whole with on social media and the podcast, and especially now yes. that the more I talk about it, and the more that I realize that how realize how many women, especially in the medical field feel the same way. I think that it's just something that is really important and I'm passionate about.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's so nice. Yeah.
0: Thank uh, you for asking.
1: Yeah. yeah. What was the turning point for you when you, act, you put change in, you, put actually, you actually made an actionable you know, change in your thought process? What was the tipping point or the turning point for you? Is I implemented this
0: process of changing this thought that I was having that was really the the cause of my imposter syndrome. And when it actually worked and I looked yeah. back and I said, oh my gosh, I don't feel stressed anymore or I don't yeah. feel that burden or I'm enjoying my job. It was to look back and say, oh my gosh, this actually changed my life. and And for me to feel that way and to give me that confidence and, and that I had been suffering in my own mind for so right. long. It, it just was such an, it was so impactful. I can't imagine. And I know that hurt that other women physicians are going through. And right. I, it, it pains me to think that there are people leaving the profession of medicine because of the, these feelings, because I think that it's not the only reason that people have burnout. Certainly there are other factors, but it's, it could be one of them that can be prevented with doing nothing except for changing your thoughts. And not that it's an easy task, because it certainly is not, but it's something that you have complete control over.
1: For sure. No, that's powerful. I love that. I love that you described that so well. And I, I love what you're creating here. And I hope, you know, whoever's listening to this particular podcast um, episode really can learn from what we're talking about and we can help maybe inspire or encourage someone out there that's having difficulty. Um, it's just really just, it's nice to be able to make a difference for sure.
0: I agree. And it's nice to, to have that feeling. And, and you mentioned it and you mentioned it so many times that you're doing the same thing as giving, like paying it forward, you know, yeah. those things that really meant, meant, meant a great deal to you to be able to turn around and give it to someone else can make,
1: make that fulfillment really, um, blossom. For sure. And like, you know, you may know this, but I, uh, thank you for saying that. That's so kind of you, you know, I also, um, you know, I try and volunteer time to go, you know, meet, you know, pretend a health fair or, you know, give my time to go and, um, you know, speak to people about heart disease and that's all, you know, obviously on, you're not, you're not necessarily reimbursed for that time, but it's that what, that's what feeds my soul. You know, yeah. I have my job and then I do all these extra things, which. Give me that feeling of fulfillment and just you know positivity and pay. I, it's, I think it is paying it forward. That's exactly what it is, and it's mm-hmm. um, it's just what I what I like to do and just give a piece of yourself to help someone else. You know, and yeah. I think that's outside of your day to day nine to five grind it's something that adds so much value. And um, so that's just something that I do in my life. So um, and then doing things like this, like being on the podcast and talking about experiences, it's just so great. Yeah, it's such
0: a great point, too, because I think we're trained for so long to just focus on medicine and be really one dimensional, like we are doctors and that's what we are and when we're able to step outside of that role and realize that we have a lot more to give in the world and allowing ourselves to explore what really is going to fuel us is makes a huge impact across the board as our role as a mother and a physician and a wife so it's really important that we take the time to investigate what's going to fill us up for sure definitely Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been so great to talk to you. Anything else that you want to, if you could give like one piece of advice to a medical student who's struggling because they don't think think that they're smart enough, what would you say to them?
1: I would say, you know, you are... But this is—it's funny. I read like a quote, which was like, you know, you are definitely good enough. You're probably overqualified, but let's start with being humble. You know, I'm sure you've mm-hmm. seen that image. So funny. What I'd say is really just believe in yourself and don't let anybody else tell you no. You know, if you're driven and you've got the passion for something, um, you are likely have the talent for it. Just keep going. You know, Persistence is the key as well to success, especially yeah. for us women. So I would just encourage people to carry on. And if you're not getting the kind of support that you think you should be getting, then keep looking. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. There will be someone out there that can help you. And especially with the age of social media, there's so many people you can connect with or just gain inspiration from and that can come into your life. And I would say just carry on. You know, Carry on following your passion and you can make it. So I would encourage everyone to do that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a good rest of the evening. You too. It was so nice to spend time with you and thank you so much for having me on.